0: CPA and CFP Don Cash has made it his life's work to help people like you plan their finances and achieve their retirement goals. It's time for your money and your life. Hey everybody, welcome into another edition of Your Money and Your Life with Don Cash. CPA and CFP Certified Financial Planner at Donald W. Cash and Associates. Thank you so much for tuning into our podcast as we talk about the world of investing, finance, and retirement with Donald. Anytime you have questions or concerns, something you hear on the program, a useful nugget of information, you'd like to learn more about that, before you take action, always check with a qualified professional like Don. Give him a call at 800-664-1183. That's 800-664-1183. And don't forget to check him out online at DonaldCash.com. That's DonaldCash.com. And while you're there, subscribe to the podcast. Give us a like and a review and a listen and all that good stuff. And Don, welcome in, my friend. How are you? Hey, Mark. How are you? I am doing pretty good right this minute. I am getting hammered with storms. We are getting beat up something fierce down here in the south uh, on the coast, but uh, doing all right. I'm glad to be here with you and looking forward to having a good
1: show. Yeah, Mark, we are in the dog days of summer here in New Jersey, and you know what that means? Pop-up storms. And we had a a big one last night. and Currently where I am, uh, where I live, we have no power, so we're struggling through, and it was uh, it was like it was in the old days last night. No air conditioners, windows <laughs> open, and just trying to make the best of it. Yeah. Well, it must be something going
0: on all along the coast, because like I said, I've I'm, I'm got storms. I have power, and obviously you've gone someplace to use the laptop so we can do this. So, modern technology can be kind of cool from time to time, especially when it comes to these kinds of situations. But yeah, no AC That's rough down here in the South. And so we'll see if we can bear through on this. But let's kick it off. Let's get into our show. I want to talk about the bill, Don, that has been uh, being worked on, that has been going around the Capitol down there in D.C. That would, one of the provisions in this bill coming through, and I'll let you talk about it, would raise the RMD age from 70 and a half to 72.
1: I want to get your take on that. Do you think it's a good thing? What do you think about this bill? Well, you know, what you're referring to here is called the Secure Act. And it passed Congress at the end of May, and it does, in fact, raise the required minimum distribution age from 70 and a half to age 72. And as a quick refresher, that's the age that people are required to withdraw money from their IRAs once they hit that age. However, it's not law yet. It's simply, um, it's passed the House of Representatives. So this is a House of Representatives bill, and they love acronyms down there. So SECURE Act stands for Setting Every Community Up for Retirement Enhancement. So wow. I don't know who's going to remember that, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> it did pass by an impressive margin, 417 to three. So this is what they call in the old days, bipartisan support but the Senate has its own bill and they have not taken up the bill. And just as a a civics refresher, the house of representatives passes a bill and the, Then the Senate has to pass their version of the bill and the two have to come together and reconcile it. And then the president has to sign it into law. So right now the Senate has its own bill and they've named it something different. It's called RISA, Retirement Enhancement Security Act. It's being, it's on hold right now due to some parliamentary issues and some issues that a few senators object to not really dealing with iras at all but dealing with 529 college saving plans so it has not passed through the senate and now mark it's time in washington for the august recess so yeah. y- you know what that means it means no work for at least six more weeks <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of like groundhog when day we were in school we had we had recess in school, and it lasted about an hour. And you know, if you have a job and you're lucky enough to get two weeks, maybe three yeah, weeks vacation, right. but down in in Washington, they are not back at work until September 9th. So, what do you think about that? That's quite a recess, Mark.
0: I I would love it if I could get six weeks off. That would be pretty cool, I think. But yeah, I don't know. It's kind of like Groundhog Day or something. If the senators don't see their shadow, they don't go back <laughs> to work for six weeks. <laughs>
1: They like vacations. (laughs) They do. So um, I will be heading down to Washington myself, actually, regarding this issue to meet with some other advisors down in Washington, D.C. at the end of this week, guys and gals that are experts in IRA planning, just to find out more, get some answers, and see what we're going to be doing about second half of 2019 planning in relation to this. So to answer your original question, yes. The RMD age is um, going to 72 in this bill, at least. Uh, the Senate version, Mark, it goes up to age 75. So we'll see how it settles. But 72 is, at least is good for the sake of two things simplicity. 70 and a half was such a weird Uh, point and it caused so much confusion. Not only was it 70 and a half, Mark, it was April 1st of the year following the year you turned 70 and (laughs) a half. I mean, how could they make it any more confusing? (laughs) And so I think it's good for clarity, simplicity. It simply also lets the money grow in the IRA a little bit longer. So This bill, we can touch on this, it has 29 new provisions, but I'd like to just focus on three, just to touch on this and go through some of the core provisions. The first we discussed is the required minimum distribution age Mm -hmm. going up to age 72. However, it's still important to be mindful that we can take money out of the IRA after age 59 and a half without any 10% penalty. So it opens up a couple of more years from 59 and a half to 72 or 75, depending upon how this is finalized. It opens up a few more years for us to do uh, Roth conversions before the required minimum distribution hits at whatever age they settle on. So you can still do Roth conversions after the age of the required minimum distribution. So if someone is, let's say, 80 years old, they can still do a Roth conversion. However, you still have to take that money out for the required distribution first. So there's a certain order involved and it gets a little bit more difficult to do the Roth conversion after the RMD age. So that's point number one. Point number two is, and this is a good thing, is the new bill the bill that passed and what they're working on the senate removes the age limitation mark on the ira contribution to beyond the rmd age yeah so right now currently if someone is 75 they cannot contribute to a traditional ira so the contribution limit in 2000 19 for a traditional IRA, $7,000 for someone who's over age 50. So the new bill, the law they're proposing removes that limitation. So if you are 72 or 75 or 80, you can make a contribution to the IRA, which certainly clarifies things because currently, ironically, you can make a Roth IRA contribution after your RMD age, but you can't make a traditional contribution. So we have some clarity there. The third point I wanted to touch on was something I do think is quite a big deal. It's the removal of what's called the lifetime stretch of the inherited IRA distribution for heirs. So this is for those who inherit the IRA mark. This is a change that they had put into the bill that removes the lifetime stretch of the distribution of the IRA funds for the heirs of those who inherit IRAs. So simply, I'll give you an example of what this, how this plays out in, in real life. Let's say my dad is 85 years old, and passes away with $500,000 in an IRA. I can set up a properly titled inherited IRA. And currently, if I had an inherited IRA, I would need to take out just a small percentage each year based on my life expectancy, not my dad's. So a relatively small amount of the IRA would come out every year and the remainder would grow compounded for the remainder of my life. So this, the net result, Mark, could be hundreds of thousands of dollars of extra income and tax deferred growth. So pretty powerful. The change that they're proposing is to essentially have that inherited IRA be emptied out and paid out in 10 years. So not good. So this is one provision that I think is a, a real negative mark.
0: Yeah, I've heard some uh, pieces on this and I've heard some other advisors share similar thoughts that this is one of the pieces. And again, to your point, there's a lot of pieces within these uh, acts they're looking to put through these bills. And uh, some of it's got some nice points. Some of it has some not so nice points. So we'll see how this all shakes out. Any final thoughts on the SECURE Act or the RESA Act?
1: Well, I think a couple of points come to mind. First, I really think that last provision pulls the rug out from people who have done prudent planning. I don't think it's going to save as much money as the house believes it will, just because of the way people tend to distribute inherited IRAs. I think that most people don't understand the law now. They don't understand the opportunities that they have if they're not working with a planner that has a real good knowledge of IRAs. They may not even be aware of this stretch IRA provision. So I don't think it's the change is going to save Congress a whole lot of money. I would recommend that anyone out here, they're listening, do contact your senators here in New Jersey. It's Cory Booker and Robert Menendez. And just send them a note saying, I think this provision to have the inherited IRAs distributed in 10 years is not good and it undermines prudent planning i've sent out an email on this about a month or so ago so if anyone wants to contact me on that I'll be glad to send you what I've drafted, and you can send it out to your senators.
0: Absolutely. And if you'd like to reach out to Don, folks, don't forget you can call him at 800-664-1183. That's 800-664-1183. You can also reach out to him online at donaldcash.com. That is donaldcash.com. He's a CPA and a certified financial planner with his office in Red Bank. Excuse me. 800-664-1183. Again, is that number to call. All right. Well, Let's change it up a little bit here as we wrap up the program for this week, Don. Let's do a little getting to know you. This is a little fun segment we do from time to time, and I just ask you kind of some random questions just to kind of peek inside the world of yours outside the financial realm. So if you had to name a greatest accomplishment in life so far, Don, what would you say it is? Oh, boy, Mark, you ask tough
1: questions. <laughs>
0: well, you know, greatest, greatest yeah, I mean, you can go life. with your kids oh, or something can. like that, but, you know, yeah.
1: You know, I think when i think about that ultimately that's probably best for someone else to judge i hope that at least i strive to be uh, a loyal loving husband and a father and give my kids the really the gift of time that's the reason you know that we we go on these family trips that we talked about last time i'd like to consider myself a good role model for them and someone that they could follow my work ethic and the way I live my life, and I think you know also one of the benefits, whether it's kids or or other younger people, one of the great things uh, about getting older is being able to dispense wisdom, and I'm really you know, appreciative of people that do you know try to pick my brain and ask me about my life and the mistakes I've made, the things I've done, the things I've worked out well and and fortunately, you know, it's worked out on the whole very well. And I think that, you know, it's one of the benefits I've had over my career is speaking and being able to work with and serve people that are older than me. I think it's really, it's had a a tremendous impact on my life. So I like to hope that my clients feel that their lives are better. They're more fulfilled. They have less stress from myself and my firm being a part of their life and being there for them. So, you know, I find that a great joy that I have is just simply hearing about people's success, their experiences, their family life, uh, their grandkids, and their trips. I find that a lot of clients enjoy the pretty exotic trips around the world and going on cruises and trips to Europe and South America and Asia. So I think what it boils down to is Three things you can do with your money, Mark. Either spend it, save it, or give it away. So I enjoy hearing stories of people spending it and giving it away. It's, uh, and saving, it's great too. Don't get me wrong. It's, <laughs> it's a big part of what I do. But just hearing people's success stories and knowing that I've been a part of their life, I think is, uh, is probably the, the greatest accomplishment so far.
0: Okay. All right. So far. Well, there you go. So, you know, that's why you do what you do, right? You enjoy what it is. And that's always a good thing. That's saying how that saying goes. If you enjoy what you do, you never work a day in your life. So all that good stuff. Well, there you go. That's our getting to know you. So let's wrap it up with our final piece on the podcast. What we'd like to do is the cash connection. And we got a question here from Angie and Jackson. Angie and Jackson says, Don, I haven't found a long term care policy that I
1: like. Are they all this expensive? Well, you know, I hear a lot of that now, Mark, about long term care insurance being more expensive. It, it certainly is. It's expensive if you're looking to acquire it now. It's also more expensive if you've purchased it, you know, 10 or 20 years ago, because many firms are filing and getting approved for rate increases. So certainly they're more expensive than they used to be. The people that have Have acquired it 10 or 20 years ago, uh, Have even with rate increases, have gotten a a very good value. But they are expensive. I think what you have to do is look at it in terms of the risk involved and really whether you could afford to live without it. Right now here in New Jersey, at least, the cost of care is quite high. It's one of the highest areas in the country. So it's not unusual for the cost of care to be well over $100,000 a year today if someone needs care it could last several years so i think what we have to do is really weigh out the cost of the insurance whether it's affordable or whether it's truly affordable whether it's something that fits into the budget but i find you know much like with health insurance mark whether it's major medical insurance or long-term care for most of us we really can't live without it the major medical insurance gosh can run at least a 1000 or $2,000 a month in some cases for families here in New Jersey. It's a big burden, certainly, but it's something that you wouldn't want to live without. If an emergency occurred, it would have a tremendous impact on the family. So long-term care, it's expensive, but it, you know, I would also say to Angie that, and with anyone else listening, if these issues surrounding long-term care or IRA rules or Medicare, Social Security, estate planning are on your horizon, just feel free to to, uh, reach out, email me, or call the office, and we could talk about your goals, your desires, and helping you move from complexity to clarity, and also helping provide some peace of mind. During these turbulent times. All right. Well, great question, Angie. Thank you so much. And
0: that number is eight hundred six six four eleven eighty three, 664 1183. 664 1183. And again, you can also find him online at donaldcash.com. You can submit a question to the show if you'd like. You can submit a question to Don, and he will get back with you. Donald Cash. Dot com. And as I mentioned at the beginning of the show, always, if you have questions, you hear something interesting or useful on the program, check with your qualified professional before you take action. If you don't have one, and that's why you're listening to the program, that's great as well. Reach out to Don and give him a call. Did I say Don? I <laughs> sounded like I did. Reach out to Don and give him a call. Um, all of a sudden, I am turning. I'm, I sound like I'm from Jersey all of a sudden. 800-664-1183, your number to call, 800 664 1183. And that's going to do it this week for Your Money and Your Life with Don Cash, CPA and Certified Financial Planner at Donald W. Cash & Associates. Thanks for your time, my friend. I will talk to you the next time. All right, Mark. Be well. Be well yourself and we'll see you here on Your Money and Your Life with Don Cash.
1: Investment advisory services offered through Donald W. Cash and Associates, LLC, a registered investment advisor in
0: the state of New Jersey.